0: You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM market update podcast.
1: We kick off our conversation with a sense of how the markets have performed. It's been a rather rocky day for the RAND and for local equities, but it also seems as though it's a a global picture with uh, offshore equities in Hong Kong and Sydney not doing much better. Joined on the line by Chantal Marks, who is, of course, head of research at FNB Wealth and Investments. Good evening, Chantal. Nice to speak to you again at the start of the new year. Um... Not such a good start to the new year. It's been quite a bit of a rocky start, ups and downs over the last uh, two and a half odd weeks with uh, commodities coming off a bit, uh, equities coming off a bit, and the rand weakening almost to 19 rand.
0: Absolutely. And I think it's important to see it in the context of the Santa rally that we saw in December, though. Um, We had an exceptionally strong December month. And most of that was because of optimism that the Federal Reserve and central banks across the world are going to aggressively cut rates this year. But the reality on the ground is that there needs to be a catalyst for that rate cut. So either you're going to have to see a big growth disappointment in the U.S. that results in that many rate cuts, or it's going to be a little bit of a longer wait. And perhaps those rate cuts won't be as aggressive as what the market is hoping. And I think those questions are what investors are grappling with. And that's why you're seeing a bit of a sell-off now. People are just not willing to commit to that Goldilocks narrative that was set up in December.
1: How far would that Goldilocks narrative translate, uh, Chantal? I'm just thinking about the fact that we've got uh, a myriad of elections this year, the U.S. as well, um, and now it's obviously conversations around Donald Trump potentially being the front-running candidate for the Republicans. And if they win the elections, I mean, that could be a whole other can of worms that we need to dig into. But I mean, how how forward-looking are markets uh, starting to think about things at the moment? Because even if we get that rate cut, it might not happen for the first half of the year
0: absolutely and i mean you you nailed it with with the the other things that you mentioned as well so you you have the rate cut story it's probably the predominant driver of markets uh, currently and was absolutely last year but then you have to see it in the context of the risk environment as well there's major political risk across the world this year 41 democracies are going to vote this year um, i think one of them have already been to the polls, maybe one or two already, but it's going to be a bumper year for elections. And uh, things on the political front have never been as polarized as it is right now. So you are seeing candidates that that either lean very far the one way or very far the other way um, as your potential leaders. Um, that's not great from a stability perspective. And then added to that, we have geopolitical issues um, as it relates to the war in, in Ukraine as well as the the. Israel, Gaza, conflict, and not to mention the many um, other conflicts we have across the world. These are real, real risks to growth and uh, by extension to equity markets and bond
1: markets. So with all this risk, Chantal, how are we seeing the markets unfold from an equity point of view? What are we looking at in terms of uh, equities that might look attractive? And I know that commodities have taken quite a hammering and there's always that temptation to say, well, they're at really, really deep discounts at this stage and they can't get much further discounted. But this week alone, platinum prices have gone down more than 10%. So obviously there is still room uh, for, for prices to push lower. But what are you looking at? I mean, as I take a look at the top losers of the day, a lot of those are mining companies.
0: So, I think you do need to be defensively positioned to a certain extent. Um, By defensively positioned, I mean you're looking at high-quality stocks with decent growth outlooks that are um, not as uh, exposed to kind of the the external growth environment um perhaps kind of pioneering companies that aren't that dependent on economic growth for that growth to actually come through on on the earnings line and um, you're looking for companies with solid balance sheets so not too much debt and um, and with really good experienced management teams um and then i think that it's also important to not only look into this space but to also start thinking about well we'll have some disruptions this year But what are these disruptions going to mean from a growth perspective and then by extension for interest rates? So I think it's also a good time to start looking at interest rate cyclicals, which companies will do very, very well when interest rates come down. Um, Be it gradually or rapidly in the event of a a growth shock or some other um, external calamity that hits us. So I think a, a balanced approach, but probably more on the defensive side right now.
1: If we're looking defensively, Chantal, um, where do we put the banks uh, in South Africa? Because with interest rates coming down, that's not going to bode well for uh, what they're generating in terms of revenues there. But at the same time, the banks and the financial stocks were the most resilient stocks in the COVID pandemic. And defensively, if we're going to look for those, they still have uh, quite a stronghold. What do we think about the South African banks?
0: So the banks are certainly defensive and I don't think they're extremely expensive at the moment. So that does give you a little bit of of leeway and and I guess downside protection um, in the absence of of a better term. Obviously, when interest rates come down, that is not great for banks from a net interest income perspective. But remember, there's a non-interest revenue component as well. And by non-interest revenue component, we mean um, stuff like transaction fees and trading income and um, and kind of corporate uh, structuring and that kind of thing, I think will do very well once we start seeing rate cuts um, and a consumer and business uh, being in a much better position to spend and to grow.
1: So, hopefully, that does turn around and does uh, start to show signs of life uh, sooner rather than later because our finance, uh, sorry, our Reserve Bank governor has already said that uh, he's not in a rush to uh, cut any interest rates if inflation uh, does stay sticky. Chantal, do you think inflation will stay sticky?
0: I do think we're going to continue to see a a grind lower. But, I mean, we've just seen what's happened in the Suez Canal, right? So another supply chain disruption, I think, could have knock-on impacts for inflation. So barring any major prolonged shocks, I would expect inflation to continue grinding down, particularly if the oil price um, remains under pressure or continues to to remain at lower levels. Um, I do actually see a great... Uh, cutting narrative for the South African Reserve Bank because of our really poor growth um, trajectory locally. Um, although, I mean, the the governor has also stated that it, there's not really much that the bank can do in terms of growth in the absence of um, some of the other problems that we face being resolved quite soon. Um, but yeah, I think inflation will grind down but it's not going to be fast and i also don't necessarily see interest rates being cut super aggressively um anytime soon but i think the important thing for south african consumer and for the south african market is that we at least don't get any more rate hikes i think uh, hopefully uh, those are behind us and at least we'll have a little bit more of a stable footing to work off of this year
1: Speaking of stable footings to work off of, Chantal, I'm going to put you on the spot a bit with uh, a particular stock that is up about 4.5% on the date, sitting just below eight rand. That is transaction capital. They had the roughest year last year. And we are talking about defensive stocks. We're talking about uh, stocks that are well-positioned or um, guys that have very little debt and transaction capital, certainly not one of them with the SA taxi business. Do you have an outlook on this particular stock? Uh, given what we've discussed now around the moving parts that sit within the macro environment?
0: So transaction capital is such an interesting one because I think fundamentally you have two very strong businesses in there, being We Buy Cars and Newton. And then SA Taxi is a business that took a lot of strain but is now a much smaller, more nimble enterprise. Now, interest rate cuts are actually quite good for transaction capital particularly for We Buy Cars as well as for for SA Taxi. So I actually see them benefiting from that a little bit. Um, it will also really help with the debt burden within SA Taxi uh, because then their, their borrowing rates will come down as well. Um, the stock is probably still undervalued, but I think that you'll only start seeing um, – meaningful increase in the price once there's confirmation that the worst is behind it, behind it. So either we're going to get a trading update or a trading statement, uh, kind of leading into the next set of results, probably around Feb, um, maybe only in March. And then we will have a better idea of how to value the company going forward because a lot of analysts were completely freaked out by what happened last the, the December before last. Um, and or actually, it was March last year, but the, the trouble started in December um, in 2022, and no one knew how to value the company anymore, uh, and a lot of guys actually uh, ascribed zero value to, for example, SA taxi. and, was v- and were very conservative with how they valued the rest of the business. But I think that with these changing dynamics going into this year, um, it could be a decent one for them. it's a high risk story, right? It's, mm. it's not one you're going to bet the house on, though.
1: Absolutely. And we'll keep an eye on that and the other stocks. Uh, but that's all we have time for. Thanks as always, Chantal. Uh, Chantel Marks, Head of Research at f and Wealth and Investments, uh, sharing some insights around the market movements throughout the day, her expectations for what could be driving markets throughout 2024, and her thoughts on transaction capital. You've
0: been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts,
1: Go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.